All right, guys, welcome to the garage. Thanks for joining us, you guys. I'm Nick. And I'm Luke. And this is an episode of TG Garage Talks. Yeah, yet again, we have Corey with us. Say what's up, man. Hello, everyone. Yeah, Corey's hanging out. In excited the to be here with you guys. Mm. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Um, but this isn't really an interview. This it's is not. just kind of a candid conversation. A yeah. casual conversation, yeah. if you will. About a really important topic. Casual, candid. Conversation. Conversing. About important topics. Yeah. Actually, sometimes when we hang out, this is actually the conversation that comes <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, actually, this this what we want to talk to you guys about today was a conversation Luke and I were just having a little bit ago in the garage, and we said, "Hey, like, this is important. Let's let's talk about it." Absolutely. Let's, let's go on the mic. The question was, "What? Well, one, what do we talk about? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> two, what does everybody need to hear?" Yeah, and, and something that that we definitely needed to. Had had a problem with when we were in our early twenties, are still are still figuring out, and really the whole world struggles with is identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's an overarching theme and something that I think every single person at some point in their lives probably continuously deal with. Absolutely, because identity not only is it fundamental, but it's foundational. Mm-hmm. And whatever comes from your hands and your mouth and your mind comes out of yeah. place of identity. I think that we're kind of in this place right now in, in the society culture world we live in where we're in the midst of an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I, what I mean by that is that, you know, where our identity in Christ is that we're supposed to, we're supposed to find it. We find it in fill in the blank, whatever else, whatever else. And I mean, whether you're Gen Z, whether you're a millennial, yeah, like Gen every, X and everything, everybody is trying to find their spot with you who, know, they wh- are. who they are, yeah. whatever's easiest to identify with. And we're just kind of going to explain where we found our identity mm-hmm. and how God is kind of, I guess, like wooing us closer to him. Um, and so, yeah, I sort of like had my biggest identity crisis, you know, at this point in my life in my late teens, 2021 area. That was the biggest struggle biggest time struggle I can think of right now. Um, and so we kind of want to come to you guys today and talk about where we were at that age, um, what identity really is, where, you, where you're supposed to find it, and just talk to you guys about it. Yeah, definitely. So I think first on the chopping block is actually myself. Um, where my identity growing up came from was, man, I don't, I don't even know. I, this is, there was an as an overarching theme. We've used that term twice now, but there's a theme of people pleasing. I was only okay if I was okay to you. Mm-hmm. If I was okay to, whether it's in Dutch Bros, the, the customer I was I was serving at any given moment, um, whether it was in high school uh, with people, you know, getting their affirmation with a joke or making um, making somebody feel like they were cool or somebody thinking that I was cool. That was kind of where my identity was. And, and there's like three huge people in my life where I got my identity from. And and the first one was my brother. Um, I saw that he, the way 
that he kind of like interacted people or interacted with people was really cool to me. And I felt like a lot of people really enjoyed his company and, and really appreciated him and really liked him. And so I like set it out to be him and become him. And, and you can see that and you, or you could have seen that in the way that I walked, the way that I dressed, like my style, like my, my hair, even like everything about that. And, and, uh, and then after that was my mentor. Um, when I was in high school, I had uh, an amazing mentor. His name is Tim and he kind of came into my life in my sophomore year. And he was just, he was a super hip guy you know, wore like cut off jeans, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, it was so great. And I'm very thankful for him because he took my kind of high school world, which is very, very small and broadened it and made it just so much bigger because he's 10 years older than me. And, uh, and then I found my identity in him yeah. and started dressing like him, like same thing with, with my brother, like grew out my hair like him, like started growing facial hair cause he had this like huge beard. Um, and my identity was him. I, I wanted to be him because I felt like the way that he uh, was with people and how kind of he like lived his life uh, was very appealing and like pleasing to people. Um, and then after that, after I graduated um, high school, I was already working for a coffee shop here in the Springs called Dutch Bros. And, and uh, man, there was there was this awesome guy and he's, he's still my best friend and, and, uh, and whatnot. But the very beginning of, of our friendship was, was very unhealthy on, on my end because he was, he was the next one in the line. Um, and you know, I saw the way that he interacted with customers and man, everybody loved him. Like his dance moves, like his hair, he's got this, like, he had this like long curly hair, you know? And, uh, same thing. And so there, there was a time where I was thinking to myself, you know, what would Seabass say? What would Seabass do? How would he walk? What would he think? What kind of funny thing would he say? And how can I be that way? And how can I be that way? So I was listening to this podcast and I actually can't remember what the message was, but anyways, the, the pastor was saying, this is how we should be thinking. And, and he said, you know, how would Jesus think? How would, what would Jesus's face look like in this scenario? What, um, what would he be, uh, doing with his body language? Um, and I was just like, suck, man. I have been thinking this way, but instead of Jesus's name, it was my best friend's name. And so I called him up and I just made things right. I was like, Hey man, I'm sorry. I've, I've placed you above Jesus. And I mean, it had to have come out and, um, kind of maybe my body language or, or whatever, but it's, it just wasn't fair to him. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, I mean, my whole, whole story up until kind of just recently was, that was, that was my identity. I pretty much took myself and said, open your hands and put my whole identity in your hands. And was just like, what you say about me is who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do my absolute best to make you think like 
positively about me. Um, and if there's a negative thought from any given person, I'm going to be crushed. I'm going to be shattered. Right. You know, and I had almost no idea who I actually was because I was not only trying to people please, but also taking on other people's identities. Right. You, so it almost, it's almost like kind of the theme of your life during that time was you just latch onto something that you thought was good mm. and just try to imitate it. Yeah. Going to be good or going to be acceptable to people. Right. So there's the people pleasing part. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah, definitely. What about you, brother? Up until. Yeah, I think, you know, I, when I, when I was in high school, I kind of built this, I sort of, I sort of was kind of this, this hype man. That's yeah. kind of the best word I can use most relevant way to describe it, but kind of this guy who, you know, wasn't afraid of anything, always, always down, whatever it might be, always pushing the limit, always taking it to the next notch, you know, whatever way I could. And it started to become this identity and it started to become this personality and this, it's who I was. Like everyone's like, Oh, like, yeah, it's Nick Norton. What's he going to do today? You know? And so I began to accept that and I mm-hmm. began to be okay with it and began to just believe in it. Yeah. And so there there were times that I would I would do things that I didn't even want to do, but I felt like I had to do them because it's who I was. Yeah. So I was finding my identity in being this crazy, always down guy. Yeah. You know, you were, and, the, you were the trending topic. Yeah. Like, what can I do next? Yeah. To to that was who I was. Just who I was. And you know, I went, I went to Young Life camp uh, when I was in senior in high school. When I was seventeen years old, and uh, I guess eighteen actually, and met Jesus there and, you know, fell in love with him at that point in my life. Still, you know, having this identity problem. Um, and shortly after that, after graduating, I became a young life leader. And I quickly changed this idea. You know, I, I fell in love with the idea of being a Christian. I fell in love with the idea of being a spiritual guy, of being mm-hmm. that person. Um, and so I put my whole worth in that. And, and I try to turn from, all the past things that I had done and be like, okay, this is the new me. The new me is this guy. You mm-hmm. know? But at the same time, here's this huge waging battle inside of me of this old identity that I had accepted. And then this new identity in this and being a Christian, which isn't a bad thing per se, mm-hmm. you know, but it's almost two ends of the spectrum is on, on this hand, you know, is this identity and what is a typical bad thing that we say. And then the other hand, I'm finding my identity and being a Christian. Yeah. And so there's this huge spiritual battle going on. And, uh, I constantly find myself going back and, and, and being pulled in when I'm around this group, when I'm around this group, then I'm, you know, this Nick. And when I'm around young life people or when I'm around this group, then I'm, I'm this person. And it was just a battle. So my way of overcompensating for that was, I just kind of went all into the young life thing, totally bought in and just, which I love Young Life, and I love everyone I was ever involved with in that, and they you know, had a huge impact on my life, and I wouldn't be right in the day without them, but I began to idolize Young Life, and I began to find my identity in Young Life, not in Christ. Mm. You know, I was finding it in being the best Young Life leader or being the best team leader or being the cool guy that all the kids liked, like still not in being God's beloved. Yeah. Even though it wasn't a bad thing, Young Life's a great thing, it's still not the right thing. Yeah. So you went from party guy, Nick to 
Young Life guy, Nick. Mm-hmm. But never God's son, Nick. Mm. What's up, Corey? Well, I was just thinking here a little bit. Um, and I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater here in terms of let's let's be let's have the honest conversation um about uh how we are imitating others and how um that can go to a place of identity uh meaning you know i i think in, in our younger years as christians we are always around other people that have different uh lifestyles or different disciplines and um you know look i think about what you were talking about in your story in the sense of, um, you know, uh, even, you know, Paul in first Corinthians says, uh, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And so I want us to be careful, um, because we are going to learn good things from other people. Absolutely. And I know the, fi- there is a fine line between being imitators and then adopting, um, identity. Um, and I think there's probably for me, the easiest way for me to think about identity is um, where are the places that I feel like I'm a failure or a success? So whether, and then, then from that I can, I can go, well, th- I'm identifying with this meaning, you know, it could be anything like you were talking about um, Nick, you were talking about being a young life leader. You can look at, Oh, well I had this many kids at club or I took this many kids to camp and whether or not that was a success or failure, like meaning if you had um Let's say you took 100 kids to camp and that in your mind was success or you only took 10 kids to camp and that was a failure. That's probably moving into a place of identity. Yeah. And it's weird because in that specific arena, like we said, it's not a bad thing. Young life's a good thing. You know, it's a ministry. Right. right. Of course. But it's still not where you find your identity. Mm -hmm. Like if you can figure out where, yeah, where you are looking at your life that define success or failure then there is your identity, uh, whatever that looks like. And but it, I get that. It's a lot of things right now. I mean, it's Instagram followers. It's yeah. likes on social media. It's what my resume says for right. for men, grown men. You know, it's a lot of different things that aren't always perceived as bad things. And that, that doesn't, I don't think that changes with time. Um, I think in different times in life, you jump from context to context. And most of that is probably your social group or at least defined by your social group, meaning that when you get older, it's more about what job you have or what house you live in or how many kids you have or what car you drive or what church you're a part of or, you know, whatever you want to fill in. Like, I don't think, I think the human heart is always looking for identity. And I think that's okay. I'm, I'm really curious to hear kind of your identity journey, if you will. Sure. You know, part of me is similar to yours, Nick, being involved with Young Life. And, you know, I think I can remember it was a good defining thing for me when eventually I went off field staff and then worked for the service center in Colorado Springs. And then in 03 kind of got, you know, moved on from there. But that transition away from Young Life was was tough because I think it was probably part of my spiritual family where I'd really grown up spiritually in the mission of, of Young Life. And again, not a bad thing. Um, but really that situation walking away from that mission, um, and even kind of 10 years probably invested, um, in, in those goals and that mission, um, had to change. And, uh, you know, part of me just kind of was growing 
Uh, and I, I don't know, I probably would have never chosen it on my own because I was just so connected with young life. Um, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think, I think God just wanted to kind of expand more of whatever he had for me. Like he wanted to, he wanted to expand my relationship with him. Um, he wanted to expand certain places of impact in my world. Um, but it doesn't change. I, I mean, there's, the the battle for the beloved is always uh is always center stage right um and it doesn't matter whether you're you know for you it's whether you're trying to impact kids at a high school or luke you're trying to impact the culture with dutch bros or whatever um i think you know and again imitation is not a bad thing um I, i just think that um our lives always feel kind of out of balance it's like um I don't know. The the best thing I can think of right now is putting a really soggy blanket in the dryer and <laughs> it never is all unbalanced. Right. And so when you, we're, we feel that unbalanced in our soul, when we're, we're not sure. grounded in the belovedness, I think we, we feel this kind of, you know, roller coaster pitch of, of life and emotion in our hearts because um, everything is defined not as the beloved, meaning, um, we define ourselves by our circumstances. So it's, it's cool yeah. that, you know, you use that word beloved um, because in the conversation Luke and I were having just today in regards to doing this podcast, you know, we, I, I kind of talked about, Oh, we should talk about this identity in Christ idea. But, but mm-hmm. Luke kind of came at me with this, this thought and this idea that we kind of throw that term around a lot. Absolutely. Christian culture, like, Oh, my identity is in Christ. Well, what what do you mean by that? Yeah, and what then is, what does that actually look like in application? And then Luke was like, "Dude, it's I, I think of it more as you know, God's beloved, God's, God's beloved. son, yeah. you know." And so, definitely, like, um, <clears throat> definitely, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually posted something on on the TG Garage Talks Instagram the other day, and. Man, God just kind of gets into, you know, if I'm texting, he'll like get into my fingers and just start like working. And so this is why I typed up. Um, I'm convinced. Actually, here, check this out. So there's a picture and there's trees and it's in the morning time and there's sun like peeking through the trees. And you can kind of see the sunrise uh, through these tree silhouettes. And and in the picture, in uh, in quotes, it goes, I love you, son. And it's from God. And so the caption says, I'm convinced that God is right there with you as you read this, smiling. He loves you as you are, not as you should be. You will never be as you should be. He doesn't love you in this lofty theological way that forces him to love you because he's God. He actually likes you. Your smile, your personality, your aspirations, your laugh. The way your face rests when you're deep in thought, every wrinkle, every dimple. He can't help but love you. What if this is true? Would you believe it? What's stopping you? <clears throat> and so I think right there is the heart of the beloved God in the beginning out of his joy and out of just this pure, perfect, holy love created the world with you in mind and couldn't wait till you came about so that he could be with you. And so that he could live with you. Right. 
but we have a hard time that that therein lies the issue Mm. you know we throw in this identity in christ word and where you find identity oh it's in christ but usually it's not yeah you just don't realize it yeah um Corey, like you have been doing training ground for 12 years you did young life for 10 or whatever before that so you've been around a lot of young men um and you've walked your own path but what does it look like what's 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 the real way like what's what's the truth about identity what's what does a young man need to do what is what would you have said to me and luke when we were 21 (laughs) (laughs) i you know i was thinking about this that i really i mean take this in the best way i really feel bad for you guys um it's it would it's easier or i want to say it's easier that's a very hard generalization but you know 20 years ago in my early 20s um we didn't have um so much comparison thrown at us every day you know mostly and we talked about this in our millennial podcast but the idea of so much um so many images and video and social media and everything being thrown at you that you you have so much like like you were saying like you look at a profile and you're like how many likes is there i don't know how many that picture do they look like they're incredibly happy yep do they have like 500 likes Yep, and you're kind of like, gosh, huh? You know, your your brain already starts to compare. Mm-hmm. Is my life like that? And I, I, don't, I don't envy that for you guys, and I'm sorry that that is your life. Meaning, and it's continuing to, to be the reality, right? You, you, mm-hmm. you, you. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's just it's a barrage mm-hmm. um, of influence, and uh, but where's the combat? You know, I, I think there's two things that combat. One. Um, I think you 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 need to do some good work on your lives in your early twenties. Meaning, um, you you live in a in an unintentional world, um, but you have to um, somehow develop a life of intentionality. Meaning, in you have to be in study. You know, you have to be in God's word. You have to be in prayer. You have to be diligently seeking who you are in Christ, even though you just said that, um, you know, I, I think because there's, uh, there's so many, it's like one of those, the old adages is like, if, if you don't define yourself, uh, someone else will. Mm. And, uh, in that, if you don't continue to press into what God has for you as his beloved, you, you'll find other things very mm. quickly to define yourself. So Corey, in your story, where did that, idea not idea when did that reality of you being god's beloved start to sink into your heart other than just knowing it in your head yeah like how did you get there because that's the biggest question kind (laughs) of how old were you what were you doing around that time were you seeing like seeking him wholeheartedly or did it appear was it how did it happen yeah come on we we want practical we're millennials remember we want to know the way (laughs) we want to know (laughs) what the answer well, two. I'm gonna uh, two things. I'm gonna burst your bubble with one of them is that um, it's a continued process. There's mm-hmm. not a place that you you kind of get to and go, "Yep, I'm good. I'm God's beloved, and I don't need to fight with anything else." Um, you know, and, and but for me, probably you know, if there was a, a life defining moment, it was in my, you know, probably right after I got married when I was 26, 27. And here's again what you're not going to want to hear is um, is that most of my identity defining times were built out of times of adversity. 
Um, didn't want to hear that. Times did of, not right. want to hear that. Times of pain. Right. <laughs> times of pain, times of failure, times of fear and mystery and feeling like I was out of control. Um, then those, those storms will come. But that makes sense because it's kind of what, it's kind of what the path that Luke and I are on right now mm-hmm. from going to training ground. We had those moments of fear and those adversity times, and that's what's pushed us to the point we are now. We're nowhere near the finish line. We're nowhere near where Corey's at, even. But we're on the we're on the track. I mean, Corey's up there. We're on the track. We're on the track. You know, because of that same kind of things. Yeah, sure. And I wanted to go back to um, to the thing that you were talking about. What 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 helps the process? Um, you know, when I was told you have to be intentional. Uh, two, I think your community is is uh, is super important too. There is a way uh, that you need to be around people that continue to remind you of who you are, uh, in 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 great and loving ways. Because on your own, I mean, you're left to your own voices, and I don't necessarily know long term if that's. I mean, there are all obviously intimate times with you and God that are one on one, but there are also. Um, there's also got to be intentional conversations about um, who others um, know who you are and how they continue to remind you to kind of draw you back to these places of saying, hey, man, you just don't you don't seem like yourself. Um, this isn't who I've known you to be in kind of your most glory, quote unquote, times. Um, you know, what's going on? Like, where are you at? What's what, what are your circumstances? What are the what are the things that you're afraid of? And. Um, and I know we do a lot of that here in Colorado and uh, it's kind of sure. normal speak, but, um, which is fun over, over time that just becomes normal language. But again, those two things, one, uh, being intentional about even your pursuit of your identity, um, and two, and doing it not solo, like doing it with others, um, mm-hmm. and being in conversations with others and being reminded, um, kind of who you are in Christ. Yeah. Like I know personally for me, I can kind of speak and say that just from my experience to, to that guy listening right now who's kind of in those shoes it's like oh like where even is my identity i can just say that the faster you find and realize that your identity is the beloved of god you're the son of god and you're his greatest treasure well your life will change because i think back to when i was having my biggest struggle with you know and and it's like I accepted the identity of that party guy, that hype guy. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing things, like I said, that I didn't even want to do. I hated myself. Yeah. Because I had no idea who I was. And I was trying to be someone I wasn't. Yeah. And, you know, through training ground and through story work, really, I was able to find my identity. And through community, like Corey said, I know just, just a few nights ago, I sat down with Corey and two other men that are dear to me. And they had an honest, real conversation with me. And they had nothing to gain from it, no benefit. They did it because they cared. And that is what you need. Mm-hmm. Seriously, to be with the community and be with older men and your your peers that you trust uh, and be authentic with the pain that's going on inside, the confusion that's going on inside. And <laughs> kind of how I know that I'm being authentic is when I want to book it, when I want to run <laughs> out of the room. Yeah. Like, but, but like you got to dig deep and it's much easier. It's much them. easier said, Oh, find your identity in Christ than it is to be done too. Like, mm-hmm. don't get us wrong. Like, yeah. 
that's that's part of that war that gets thrown around so much and it's kind of watered down now. Absolutely. And Corey, I like what you said about how when the identity of the beloved of God started to sink in was in that hard times, like in that hardship. Because Jesus is like, Hey, like come to me like all who are weary yeah. and I'll give you rest. Yeah. But if you're never gonna admit that you're weary, like how are you how are you gonna come to him? You know? Like there's a there's a weariness <laughs> that you have to 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 be at where you're like, Oh actually this is I'm exhausted. This is what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, there, there's I, there's a certain amount of awareness that you you need. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe maybe pain does that. There is this uh an awareness of need. Because um, if if you can kind of go through life and just not not engage that part of who you are, then you never need any, you never need people, you never need God, or you never need, you know, identity. Um, but there is an awareness that I think adversity brings to going that on your own. It's, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. And, t- you know, kind of just to, to make it, make it known. I'm myself and Luke, either one of us, we're not, we're not there, you know, but the whatever, thing is, Whatever there, Whatever is. there is, yeah. But I'm not Nick the party guy, and I'm not Nick the young life leader. I'm Nick the beloved son of God. Mm-hmm. That's who I am today. Yeah. And so even though that the the battle still wages, I, I'm I still have these. You guys see it every day, and to my listeners, to you guys who are listening, I still have these moments where I regress and and fall back into that pattern and that identity, you know. But the difference now is the fact that. I'm on the winning side because I know my identity is in Christ. Absolutely. And so just because I waver and I, and I falter sometimes I'm able to hop back up and get back on the path because I know that my identity is that God loves me. I'm his son and he wants me. And there's that overarching theme throughout the whole Bible. This is just an interesting thought that I had today is that if you, if you go to Genesis one, it says that, you know, God created us in his image. Right. And then, you know, you go the entire Bible and you go all the way to the new Testament, you know, and, and in John one, it says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. It's in every way we are made to be gods. Mm-hmm. We are made to be gods in his image, in the, in the way we look. We're made to be gods in our spiritual. We're made to be gods because we are his children. Yeah. And the quicker that you find that identity, the quicker that, yeah. <laughs> the quicker that life starts making a sense, little, a little bit, bit of sense. more sense. Yeah. And I think sure. there's two parts going on in my story is one, the foundation and the truth that does not go anywhere. It's not circumstantial, which is I am God's beloved. And then the process of, of walking that out and being in my word and seeking Jesus and finding out how that plays out in my life is the second part, Yeah, which is, the renewing of the mind. For sure. Yeah. It's going from walking in your old identity to walking in your identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. And as God's <laughs> beloved. As God's beloved. Corey, like closing thoughts. Yeah. You're the head, you know, director of training ground. What would you say to a sure. 20 year old guy? Um, two, two quick things. One, um, again, we've plugged this book before. It's a book that we give out to every one of our participants called life of the beloved by Henry now. And it's a really quick read 
but it's really it's really grounding in this um, this area. Um, and two, I would uh, encourage anyone, you know, as we kind of think about early twenty somethings, um, don't shy away from awkward situations. Meaning, um, maybe it's an awkward conversation, maybe it's a challenging job, or um, maybe it's a challenging experience, something like training ground or like an internship that you know it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, the more, the, the quicker that we get used to uncomfortable or we look forward to uncomfortable situations, the closer um, and the quicker I think that we get to God's heart. And I know that's such a hard, it's a hard lesson even at 43 that, you know, for me to kind of go, oh man, this is, this is, this is going to be difficult, but it's, it's exactly where I need to be. So, I mean, those would be my closing thoughts is, you know, look out in on the landscape of your of your life and go, you know, where where am I being drawn to? But where am I also afraid to go? Mm, for sure. Well, thanks, you guys, for listening. You know, we will uh, we'll actually put somewhere in the description or somewhere the title of that book again. So you guys can can maybe link to it and then find it. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And then another resource is guy. He's a, he's passed. He's dead right now. But his name is Brennan Manning. If you want to type in his name on YouTube, watch a couple of videos. They're long. I mean, they're sermons. This guy is, he's an old guy. But, uh, man, his whole ministry was God's love. His whole life has just been just, just wrecked. He, I mean, he, kind of, he messed up his life, and, and his whole story is like, man, this is what God did with me. This is how much he loves me. Um, For sure. Check that and out. As you guys hopefully already know. We are on iTunes now, what, what? so make sure to go and leave us a, you know, little, little, little review, a little, little comment. You know, we, we'd love to hear it. Oh, um, yeah. Give us five stars, if you will. <laughs> but for sure, thanks, you guys, a lot for listening. Make sure to go follow us at TG Garage Talks on Instagram. You can also find us online at www.tggaragetalks.com, where you'll find plenty of information about us, as well as the whole Mission of Training Ground uh, as a whole. But um, also, we do have stickers that are in. So if you like yes, a sticker, go check out our Instagram. Uh, you'll find just how you need what you need to do to get one yeah. on there. You'll find it on there. I'll for actually sure. tell you right now, the way that you get a sticker, they're kind of free and they're kind of not. You kind of have to earn it. But uh, the way that you get a sticker is go to that sticker post. There's a guy he's holding. He's got three stickers. Green hat. Go to that post. Go down to the comment section. Tag two of your friends or two strangers, whichever, and then take a screenshot of the post, put it into your story, and, and then tag us yeah. at TG Garage Talks. And also, you have to be following us. Yeah. Make sure you're following us. Please follow us. If you're not following us and you're listening, go follow us. Like You'll have plenty of updates about information. You'll know everything. It'll be the now, and it's really cool. So with all that being said, I'm Nick. I'm Luke. And this was an episode of TG Garage Talks on Identity, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much, you guys. Peace!